This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. This show is supported by generous listeners like you through our Patreon. This episode is underwritten by the Tamsin G Association and Stephanie Powers. To learn more about ways to support Oh My Dollar and get cool perks like exclusive live streams and cat stickers, you can visit ohmydollar.com support. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful, but here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your host, Lillian Kerbake. I'm your other host, Will. I like that we just call you other host. Other host, yeah. Other host. <laughs> All right, Will. So here's here's the real talk. I spend a lot of money on clothing. And I've recently just started to realize how like deep the hole goes. And I think I'm okay with it. But I asked a bunch of people on the new Oh My Dollar forums. Uh-huh. Shout out to the new Oh My Dollar forums. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, shout out to the new Oh My Dollar forums, which you can totally join and have fun conversations like this. But I asked people about how much they spend on clothing. And this is something I've been thinking about for a long time. Um, as you, I think I mentioned to listeners before, I did a big project where I actually cataloged my entire wardrobe down to like what material each of my items was made from and the original purchase price Mm -hmm. and um, where I got it and what retailer (laughs) like I I did the thorough all the the 3000 cell spreadsheet uh, was the total I had like 12 pivot tables uh, and that ended up turning into an article that I did for rock.com which is no longer but the article is still up there and it, it has a bunch of graphs on on my wardrobe but i actually came up with the total purchase price to me of my entire wardrobe and it's three thousand dollars that's not as steep as i would have guessed for someone who's so consistently uh well dressed i don't know that's... i'm glad you think i'm well dressed <laughs> um, well and to me i think one of the things that was surprising to me is because i have I have so much clothing that I got for free because mm-hmm. I get a lot of my clothing at clothing swaps. And then when I do buy, I buy almost everything used. And so I was sort of like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't spend that much per item. But I do, when I splurge, I tend to splurge on very high end stuff. So I have, you know, two yeah. custom suits uh, that I have that are like made to measure wool suits. Those are not cheap. Never. <laughs> and that makes up like a huge percentage of my wardrobe. And then I have like, you know, a couple like 1920s vintage dresses that were pretty expensive when I acquired them because, you know, they're 100 years old. They're old, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really interested in this. And I think clothing is one of those things that it, it's really hard to set guidelines on it, right? So it's one of those things like groceries where you can, you, the amount that you can spend on it is like wildly variable, but even more than groceries, right? Like you need clothing. 
but you, right. but you only need like a very basic amount of clothing right and it, it obviously like clothing is very much a luxury good if you get up into the higher ends or it can just be something very basic and you cannot replace your clothing for years at a time I don't, do you do you think about clothing spending, Will? You have we I, have I very have different been. styles. I have been. Thank, thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks for saying I have a style. Uh, I'm I'm more of a functional clothing person. I'll kind of just wear things until they're falling apart. I like free T-shirts. I definitely. <laughs> I'd say my, my wardrobe is mostly composed of t-shirts. Yeah, you do, you're very t-shirts and jeans uh-huh, kind uh-huh. of practical. Um, do you get a lot of, because one of the things that a lot of people brought up is that they end up, the investment pieces for them, even if they don't have like a, a style, so to speak, is that they get a lot of like weather gear. Yes, so I'd like agree. it'll be like Any walking or shoes or coats. Yeah. There's also a lot of like tall person solidarity. Like I feel <laughs> yeah. like I feel like once people look are over like six four, there's like this understanding that it's a pain in the ass finding clothes that fit and i get a lot of pass downs and hand-me-downs from from other large people um i have like the there's definitely no solidarity but i get a lot of tiny clothes because other people shrunk them oh yeah 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 so like all of my sweaters were at some point in time a larger sweater sweater, (laughs) and i there's the clothing swap pile which is the like either i've grown out of it or i've shrunk it pile at the clothing swaps and that's like my favorite place to go because Mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm 411 yeah yeah (laughs) yeah. so that's um but one of the other disadvantages to me is i like obviously like a lot of very whimsical stuff and as internet online shopping has gotten more accessible i am the standard size for a lot of asian cheap fast fashion and i bet those weird are cool. clothes yeah. yeah you can find a lot of like <laughs> cool weird clothes um and it's very i think very dangerous for me because i was never someone who ever bought like new clothes at you know the mall or the store and i i would always try to buy used for environmental reasons and once it became a lot easier to do online and i could get like super strange you know cat face shirts like yeah. that's an actual example of a thing i own and like <laughs> strange cat face shirts yeah yeah or like you know glitter hot pants that have cats yeah lightning bolts down the side or whatever <laughs> once i was able to start getting getting access to that without having to actually physically go and shop which is something i hate mm-hmm. <laughs> then I started to spend a lot more and I tended to spend it on stuff that I don't value as much in the long term. I've thought a lot about this because I am really obsessed with these old school wardrobe plans, which were uh, including a budget. They were these classic things that would come out on an annual basis in women's magazines. And they were common like uh, from like the turn of the century up until like the late 1950s. And it would be an annual budget for exactly the items that a you know woman would need mm. and a woman at different stages of her life. So there would be like a college budget and a going back to school budget. Um, and they really had their height during World War II austerity, right? When oh, when there cool. were like limitations on like everybody obviously had to switch what fibers they were using because um, you know switch to using rayon and things like that um, because you couldn't get natural fibers anymore because right. they were used for uh, the war. And they really really had a height during that time. And I find them super fascinating because that just doesn't exist anymore. Now the way that we talk about clothing in mainstream media is when they do talk about budget, they really emphasize fast fashion. But when I look through and I actually did like the conversions and I did the inflation rate, 
the budget conscious things would still come out to like a thousand dollars a year in in today's dollars right so it would be like a hundred dollar annual budget for the staples that you need like three three skirts right. and you know some blouses certain number yeah. of, of tights and one nice dress to wear to church and job <laughs> interviews and like a suit and and that would all come out to about a thousand dollars annually which is very close to actually what i spent last year but i would i spent you know a large portion of that on a suit and then the rest was a bunch of tiny items that i got used from ebay right yeah 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 <laughs> somewhere a big purchase and yeah. then um, and I, I find it really interesting because now when consumer magazines talk about it, they're like, five shirts you can get for under $5 at, you know, sketchy websites or, you know, b- buying things at H&M or other fast fashion. And I think we're starting to realize the environmental and the labor impact that that does have. Mm-hmm. And there's really also with the rise of like KonMari, like <laughs> clean, clean out People are starting to realize that, like, if you buy stuff just because it's cheap and it only lasts for a season, is are you really getting value out of that? Yeah. So I did a no-spend clothing year, I think, a couple times. 2016 was the last one I did where I, I didn't buy any clothing the whole year. And I wouldn't say that it, like, I had a, a lot of people were like, oh, you just won't spend anything and then you'll spend all the money the next year. Um, and I don't, I don't think I had as much of, like, a backlash but what it really did highlight for me is the value I get from the high quality items in my wardrobe. So the mm. stuff that I actually invested in, a lot of which were vintage and most of which were things like wool or silk, like the more expensive fibers. Animal fibers are always more expensive, just so yep. folks know. Um, but I like them because they smell less when you sweat and I bike everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you don't end up smelling. I feel like they breathe better. Yeah. And, and I feel like it's, wool it. is great in Portland because it stays warm even when it gets wet and mm-hmm. it rains and it, for nine And it will here. get wet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, although you do have to kind of put up with the fact that if it's like really wool and you get wet, you will kind of smell like a sheep. <laughs> yeah. I like, I, I, I've grown to like that though. I, I know. I've, I don't think I liked it when I first moved here, but I've grown to adjust it. Um, And one thing that I also find really interesting is how much your profession impacts your clothing, right? (laughs) Like if you work in radio, no one cares. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like like, um, if you are an audio engineer, it turns out you can wear whatever you want to wear. No one can see me. (laughs) (laughs) So, but you do on-site stuff sometimes, but do you really, because you stay in the background as an engineer, you're just moving. I can get away with the the black pants and a black shirt and I just sort of dress like a shadow and try to stay out of people's way, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Just get out of the line of sight. Uh, And like, obviously, like I work in radio but I also work in media where I'm seen and Mm -hmm. so I and you know I do a lot of talks and everything and so there's there a lot of the clothing I invest in is stuff that I do specifically because I know I'm going to be wearing it on stage a lot Mm -hmm. and because I travel but I need to be dressed up for speaking gigs I think that my biggest most biggest investments are purchases of things that I know that are like wrinkle resistant but also will look good on stage. Yeah, wrinkle resistance key. And then I I can like wear multiple times. (laughs) And I I guess the perk of like conventional men's dress is like I can get away with just like the pair of suits I've had for quite a while for, for almost anything formal. Yeah, right. There is definitely an expectation for people that present 
present in a feminized way that you're going to change, right? Like yeah, never you, wear the same thing twice. Yeah, especially at like a wedding. Like, you know, like, oh, I wore it at one wedding this year. I can't wear it at a yeah. another. And like, Throw you it can away. wear the same suit at like 20 weddings. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, that's definitely unfair. So uh, the range on the forums. So I asked people on the oh My Dollar forums what they spend per year. And the range was pretty large from like, I think on the low end, people spent like a hundred bucks um, uh, all the way up to like 2000 per year. Um, I was definitely on the higher end. I mean, it was I was like like at eleven hundred dollars last year. It seemed like four hundred to six hundred per year was pretty average. Um, but there were some interesting notes. So people that needed specialized clothing for work, uh, it tended to be higher. And a lot of people said that they didn't even count that in their clothing category because they just consider that work expenses. So fire resistant clothing mm-hmm. and steel toed boots. Oh, uh, I um, didn't even think about boots in my clothing category. I feel like that's probably my most consistent expensive purchase. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm buying a lot, but shoes I tend to. Shoes are expensive, though. Good wreck, shoes are yeah. expensive. I, I, I still go back and forth. I find I will wreck like a pair of doc martens consistently in under a year just through use and they're cheaper but the more expensive ones i definitely get more time out of i'm still trying to figure out where my like ideal boot range is i i'm incredibly jealous because my partner works in tech and therefore is dressed up in all circumstances by just putting a small amount of effort in and uh they're able to just get the same pair of black vans for 10 plus years now and they were like (laughs) they were on sale so they just bought like a back stock of these black vans in their size oh that's a good play the black vans are like not they look they're like dressed up in portland but underdressed in the midwest (laughs) right you know like and but they're uh the I can't wear black vans with the majority of my work clothing yeah. and be seen. I'm actually wearing snow boots right now because it's snowing outside mm-hmm. as we're recording. And I'm wearing it with like a vintage dress with a crinoline, which looks a little off. Yeah. So. Well, just, just, just like buying multiple boots. My little brother actually just stocked up on socks. He got like mm. a dozen pairs of the same socks. So he's just set. Yeah. No, that's great. I, socks are actually one of the few things that I almost never buy because I feel like I get enough free socks. I get free socks. Conference (laughs) socks are a really big thing now where conferences will like have, or like companies will have branded socks at conferences. Um, And I also tended to, you used to get a lot of them because I go to a lot of bike conferences. And so they would hand out like branded bike socks. Um, And also those are the kind of things you can find at clothing swaps. But since I tend to wear a lot of tights, I don't actually, I only really wear socks when I am working out and mm-hmm. so I don't have a lot of I don't have sophisticated socks I also like never match my socks oh yeah I should buy some more socks I know now we're just talking about this uh, <laughs> or so uh, quite a few people said they had to wear scrubs for work and they said that the scrubs can be really expensive but they do hold up for a long time because they're meant to be able to like be washed on high heat over and over again and quite a few people that wear scrubs for work still had them provided if they worked at a hospital had them provided by their hospital so the what they wear for the majority of their day on their work days they don't have to pay for right Oro on the forums said, I don't spend enough on clothes, or rather, I don't buy enough of them. I'm always sighing, wondering why I only have two pairs of pants that fit and then refusing to shop. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely like, I think it's, I enjoy buying fun things. So when I buy clothing, I realize I I own like five novelty skirts, but I don't own like a basic (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah. Like, oh, how did this happen? 
Uh, a on the forums is a postal worker, and she says she spends $100 on shoes every six to oh, ten wow. weeks because she goes through them so quickly. I believe that. That um, makes sense. But she also says that she gets her uniforms from the postal union clothing swap. So the, the postal workers union has like a clothing swap and like kind of library where you can just oh, get old uniforms. Um, and you can buy them and invest in them as a postal worker, but she's never bothered to do that. Uh, Elle says, I think I probably spend close to $1,000 a year on clothes. My professional wardrobe is included, and it needs to be practical and look good. I need outdoorsy clothes, exercise clothes, and shoes, and my clothes wear out. Some people are magic, and their clothes last forever. Not yeah. mine. <laughs> if I lived closer to good thrift stores, I'm sure I could bring it down, but not to zero, mostly because I had too many zero years, and so now I just have enough clothes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm clothes wear out. I don't know where all these holes in my sweaters come from, but they're there. <laughs> Mine are, I hate things that I, you can't repair. Like, I, I have a lot of older clothing, and those you can mend over and over again if they're made from, like, good quality mm -hmm. fibers. But the problem is that with, like, fast fashion stuff that I get, like, I used to only ever end up with, like, H&M stuff because I got it at a clothing swap. So one person had already been through it. And then I would end up popping holes in the seams that were, like, unrepairable because the fabric is just too... Uh, light. Um, one of the big things that was brought up was taking care of your clothes can really make it last a lot longer, and a lot of people don't know how to take care of clothes. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> uh, so one of the big things is that, like, uh, if you have fancy workout gear, uh, a lot of people don't realize that almost anything that has a high percentage of spandex in it usually needs to be drip dried or lie flat mm. dry. You can't throw that stuff in the dryer. It wears it out a lot faster. It's important to think about the fact that clothes are made of fibers and fibers are really just woven together right. threads. Tiny right? strings. And so anytime you're stressing that, which is what a dryer does because you're not only exposing it to a bunch of pressure, you're also exposing it to a bunch of heat. Dryers are really, really hard on clothing. Um, that is one of the big ones. Uh, a lot of people, you know, I'm one of those people that like absolutely hates the concept of taking anything to a dry cleaner because I hate paying per item yep. uh, theoretically, but I wear a lot of wool. And so I use, I hand wash almost all my wool at home using wool light and that helps extend uh, the life of my clothing. And I'm, I'm blown away by how much I'm really into this metric of cost per wear. And, uh, it's very helpful if you're buying an, an investment piece or just any piece and you're curious to keep track of how many times you wear it. There's a couple different apps you can use for this. I use a spreadsheet, but there is an app called Stylebook that will actually, if you, at the time that you get it, you can enter a little picture in and then every time you wear it, you can enter it into a calendar and it'll automatically calculate the cost per wear for you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also just fun because you can see what all the outfits you wore and maybe go like, oh, I have one pair of leggings and I wear leggings every single day. Maybe I should buy a second pair of leggings. You know, you can start to see like the patterns or the holes, um, the holes in your wardrobe yeah, overall planning. My, my hole in my wardrobe I've developed lately has been my lack of winter clothes, which is like a big, big step down from my time and living in cold places. And I'm headed to Anchorage the end of this month and like definitely need to pick up a new pair of snow pants, a new long underwear. Yeah. Um, it's going to be so cold there. We're hiking out to a cabin with my little brother. And my mom doesn't know I'm coming, but she doesn't listen to the show. So whatever. Don't tell her. Uh, <laughs> but it's going to be so cold. We're going to have to bring I'm heat I'm offended packs. that your mom doesn't listen to Omar. Yeah, maybe she does. This, this is going to backfire. But we're going to, it's going to be so cold. We have to bring heat packs to keep the beer from freezing on the way in. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. I so I need new long underwears where I'm going with that. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the thing that's like it, it really helps to invest. Right. So if you get the super cheap version, it often those like long underwear is totally a thing where they'll end up busting out mm-hmm. if you don't get the nice version. So my little brother works for a for a schmancy outdoor clothing company. I'm probably going to take advantage of his discount. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of people brought up clothing swaps, which is a things a thing I do a ton of. And I wish they're also sometimes called naked lady parties. <laughs> naked uh, lady parties. I've never heard that. It's because you kind of just throw everything into a pile right, and yeah. like everybody's like running around <laughs> trying on things. Um, I'm a huge fan of those, especially as people are getting into conmarrying their wardrobe and getting rid of things that no longer spark joy for them. I'll take your things. Uh, yeah. No, I think it's great. It's also... Um, I, I go to enough of these that you see the same weird pieces that cycle around from clothing swap to clothing swap, like the skirt that everybody thought they could make work for them and then they can't and it just mm-hmm. keeps ending up back in the pile. Or like the, you know, glitter spandex shirt that everybody buys and wears to one costume party, or, you know, or picks up at the, at the clothing swap, wears to one costume party and then brings it back to the next one. Yeah. Um, so I'm a huge fan of organizing them for friends. Um, I'll put in the show notes a link of like how to organize a clothing swap if you've never done one before. You can also in some big cities find like massive clothing swaps where you like are required to bring like a paper grocery bag full of clothes for entry. Sometimes you have to pay like a $5 donation, but then you can go to this huge massive clothing Mm, swap. That sounds cool. Sometimes they're organized by size. So sometimes they'll be like a people that are XL and L or people that are extra small and small. And that can be really helpful because if you have a small group of friends that um, is pretty diverse in size, then the clothing swap can be often not as fun. Not very useful. Yeah. 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 Um, simply because like I, I don't have a lot of clothing that's going to fit my friends that are a larger and extra large because I'm so petite. Yeah, I don't think you and I have much that could go. Yeah. Like <laughs> Will and I are not going to be a clothing yeah. swap. Um, Maybe hats, but that's about it. <laughs> uh, and I find clothing swaps so valuable. Um, because it also just helps me personally like feel better about letting go of stuff and one of the big advantages for me like you know always I'm so into tracking data but one of the big advantages of tracking everything I wear is that I literally know what items I haven't worn Mm -hmm. the if you don't want to use a spreadsheet the old school version of this is to put a record or some or like some sort of ribbon on your closet and then where every time you wear something you move it to the other side of the ribbon on the hanger in your closet uh, and so you'll so be you able to see go through yeah you'll as you wear stuff you'll start to realize like oh there's these things that never move from the other side of the ribbon um and that also works with like uh you can use a record uh on your shelf so if you like stack things in your dresser mm-hmm. then you can use the do the same thing oh, and I see always what you're move saying. it to the yeah. other side of a record um and I think that can be a really helpful way to do it if you're not going to track all the data. I've actually just got some old clothes I got to get rid of. Some some hand-me-downs that didn't quite fit, but they're they're actually some really nice suits from a an unnamed person who was running for mayor a while back. <laughs> uh, some so some great mayoral campaign suits that I got to <laughs> donate. There's a dress dress for success is the organization I keep on meaning to get them to. I know they support people uh, trying to get jobs yeah. by just hooking them up with uh, nice suits for interviews. Yeah, uh, dress for success is actually really awesome. And uh, if you don't, if you're not at the income level where you can benefit from their programming, if you have one in your town, usually they have a semi annual sale hmm. of their old stock, and it is crazy cheap. Almost all of my uh, like professional like pencil skirts and blouses 
uh, have come from there and there it's like five bucks. Um, so the one in Portland is really great, but I know a lot of other cities have them. So just like become friends with your local dress for success chapter, um, because you can get on their mailing list. And if you are in need of a professional wardrobe, like if you were, if you work a very officey job and you need suits, dress for success is absolutely amazing. So, um, and they're, so they also, they, they do like kind of a, a basic starter kit for folks as well doing like job training and stuff like that for oh, people in office jobs but their clothing their clothing sales <clears throat> to die for They're good okay noted yeah good good to know if you are also looking to sell clothes like will uh i recommend um poshmark is uh an online clothing place that is like easy to list stuff um and it's like a peer-to-peer one there's also a couple different websites where they'll just like send you a bag and you stuff it with all of your old clothes and they will sell it it. on their own marketplace (laughs) and get rid of whatever they won't sell um thread up is one of the really common ones uh the thing about that is you're going to get a lot less money for your clothes from something like that than you are doing peer-to-peer selling on something like poshmark or ebay yeah that makes Um, sense uh if you're just looking to get rid of stuff in mass and you don't want to organize a clothing swap you can find your local buy nothing group (laughs) um and those most of those run on facebook but often you can um start you can either say like hey i have all this small clothes you have to pick all of it up but you can take whatever you want and then pass it on to the next person what you don't want or you can even do what's called starting a clothing bag (laughs) which a clothing bag is like you pack as much clothes into it as you want to get rid of you start it you hand it off to the next person and then they take out what they want Uh... and they add stuff and then they move it around um, and those can be kind of a fun way to like get rid of clothes and get new clothes. Um, like a decentralized used. clothing swap. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's pretty much like a long running decentralized clothing swap, and they all are kind of based around your neighborhood, the buy nothing group. So um, those end up being like pretty local. A Craigslist can be very hit or miss, but sometimes mm-hmm. you can get like badges of clothing on there if you're just like, oh, I need to restart. MJ on the forum said, I I usually spend almost nothing on clothing between thrift stores and clothing swaps and friends pawning off all clothes on me. But last year I went ham on fancy under things and spent like $500 on lingerie plus new sneakers, sneakers, T-shirts and a dress and consignment store fry boots and work shoes and 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 <laughs> uh, yeah no lingerie is one of those big things where like it, it is really expensive and it really helps i i try to uh, you know update mine every like three years or so and i have to like plan ahead in advance to really do it because those are one of those things where like uh, I used to get all of my bras from clothing swaps, mm-hmm. and that doesn't really mean they fit. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I got like a properly fitted bra, and I was like, oh, the heavens have opened. Life is better. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, one of the big, one of my big tips is uh, if you like fancy under things, but you want to save a little money, is to look for the outlet stores for fancy department stores. So places like Nordstrom mm-hmm. Rack uh, tend to be a really good option. They got big shoes too there. No big shoes. Yeah. I like how you're like, where okay. do we find the tall people things? As, as as a size 15 shoe, I cannot wear all shoes. So yep. it's 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 a thing. <laughs> size 15? Size 15. That's it, not yeah. a real size. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. it, it, it's often not. A lot of them just go up to 13. Wow. That's their loss. <laughs> <laughs> their loss. You and the 10 other customers that wear size yeah, 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's brutal. 
Okay. I mean, I knew you were tall, but that's you're you have very big feet. Yeah. Well, if I didn't have that big feet, I would be I would be unstable and fall over often. <laughs> it's uh, <they're> proportional. <laughs> I, one, I think one of the reasons I'm so good at jumping and landing um, in figure skating is because I am four eleven, but I have size ten feet. Yeah, which yeah. Which is you know I have excellent landing platforms. <laughs> Jekka said, I spent about $1,600 on clothes, which seems awfully high. I will say I started a new job and spent a good deal on upgrading my work wardrobe as well as buying a whole new set of bras underwear at once. Uh, I also invested in some good heavy-duty winter gear, mm-hmm. like you were talking about, Will, and upgrading from the list will last me two to three seasons to this will last me ten seasons stuff like boots and a ski jacket. It's been a great investment. I'm so much more comfortable outside when I'm more likely to go for a walk when it's 25 degrees out. Yeah. Someone someone said that they spent uh, 676 Canadian on clothing for their, all three of their family members, which was mainly their kid continually growing out of footwear. Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> I'm done with that. <laughs> um, but they also said that their pet co- clothing costume budget, however, might have been a bit higher. <laughs> That's cuter, though. <laughs> yeah, much cuter. You feel more rewarded by that. Um, so things that I want to take away from this is that there's no set amount. I think that there's a common rule of thumb that 5% of your wardrobe. Things that I want to take away from this is that it's highly variable. It sounds like people get a lot of value from actually spending slightly more and investing in the long term. The folks that uh, on the forums that talked about this that kind of were happiest with their spending said like, oh, I like to do investments. So, you know, I don't spend a lot at once, but I, I you know, get stuff that's going to last me multiple seasons. I'm a big fa- fan of finding a way to track Uh, what your cost per wear is and think about things in terms of cost per wear. Because if you're buying a $15 shirt, but it only lasts you one season and you can only practically apply it to two parties where it has a glitter theme, you're going to get a lot less value out of that than a $200 winter coat that you wear, you know, for four seasons. To winter themed seasons. (laughs) To to winter themed life. Yeah. Another thing I'm really into is to actually look at your wardrobe from like a comprehensive standpoint and see where the gaps are, because you may realize that you're actually like the big you constantly are buying skirts or something like that. But you would be getting a lot more value generally out of your wardrobe if you had one more black blouse or something like that. Uh, I'm a really big fan of that. Even obviously as someone who owns 12 Bowie costumes, I have a lot of impractical (laughs) clothing, um, but I try to get my cost per wear down by making it part of my job to wear them. So, (laughs) uh, so tracking data, um, buying used is a really big one. And then weirdly, it's super important to take care of the investments. And I think a lot of people underestimate the portion of their the portion of their kind of clothing budget that needs to go to care of garments um and 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 that doesn't have to be dry cleaning like there's plenty of other options other than dry cleaning like dry l or whatever but it also can mean just thinking ahead to be able to drip dry and line dry your stuff and not throw your fancy workout gear or your wool in the dryer (laughs) we didn't even touch on uh laundromat budgets laundromat budgets it's a big topic deal for another day. <laughs> it's a big deal. Uh, one. So I, when I do when I teach an in-person class and I and actually one of the exercises in my book, I have people like walk through different budgeting choices. And one of the budgeting choices is that doing laundry uh, in your house is more expensive than doing it at a laundromat. And a lot of people are like instinctively like, 
uh, that doesn't make any sense. Like, it's free if I do it in my house. Uh, but I like to let people know that that is part of the <laughs> built-in cost of your housing. So you're usually paying more for your housing if it does mm-hmm. include a washer dryer, which could just be in rent, but it could be that you own a house and you're paying for, you know, the carrying cost of having a house that's large enough to be able to have that. Mm. Or um, So it, it's not tried and true. Obviously, you might be at a point in your life in either i don't know you maybe you have eight kids and you're doing laundry constantly and, <laughs> and can't go to the laundromat anymore yeah yeah well, um, even even between laundromats i definitely found the bougier more expensive one to be cheaper because it's faster yep. and I, yeah. you don't have to do as many loads exactly and, yep, yeah yep uh higher capacity it's really interesting to think about laundromats in terms of like uh, both your cost time too, right? So mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, I have to spend four hours to get all my loads done because I only have two things and I only go once every six weeks because I hate doing <laughs> hate doing laundry. Like if you spend four hours at the laundromat, but you could go to a slightly bigger laundromat that costs slightly more, but cut your time in half. Well, what's your hourly wage, right? So yeah. thinking about things like that. I am not personally that pro laundromat because most of those machines are incredibly hard on your clothing. Um, but some of the fancier, bougier laundromats, mm-hmm. if you're willing to get there, have the nicer machines that are kinder to your clothes. Oh, um, and this one has free detergent too. That's definitely a factor. Free detergent yeah. makes such a big difference. And then you don't have people that are like stealing your detergent, which is totally a thing. Also having to haul it there with no car. It's like... Ugh. Just... No, I do want a laundromat. I do want my own washer and dryer. Uh, but I we're will... drifting. We're, <laughs> we're drifting. We're things drifting. Things will want. Anyway, uh, so things I will link to in the show notes, I will talk about the, um, I will link to some of those classic 1940s uh, wardrobe plan, wardrobe budgets. Um, I think it's a good way to think about things. They tended to have a lot less clothing than us back then. Mm-hmm. But when you actually calculate against inflation costs, it's uh, totally, totally different. Uh, one of my other favorite personal finance blogs is called The Lux Strategist, and she's really into designer clothing, but she never pays, uh, you know, sticker price for them. And she talks through a lot of the different strategies for getting designer or higher end clothing. Um, and I am by no means an expert on that because I like trashy clothes. So <laughs> uh, I'll link to her. Um, and yeah, I will also link to the forums. So if you want to continue this discussion in the forums have at it we'll have at it <laughs> all right i think that wraps our show for today will it's wrapped i'm it's i feel folded. i feel compelled to buy less clothes I after feel... this show yeah, i feel like i could buy some more clothes yeah <laughs> i think we might be on the opposite end of clothing spending but yeah <laughs> <laughs> that wraps our show up for today and we love hearing from you so email us your financial worries or successes your clothing acquisitions at questions at ohmydollar.com or tweet us at anomalily or at ohmydollar. Our producer is Will Romy and our intro music is by Aaron Parecki. I'm your host and personal finance educator, Lillian Carebake. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.